What? Yeah, what? No one wants to sit here directly next to me? That's strange. Um, good to see you all. I know this is a different setup. I, I know I'm throwing curveballs to you every week, and, uh, and it's, it's intentional. I know these are stretching moments. Uh, tonight will be another one. Um, but as we've gone through this series, I've just realized, you know, Monique did a great job with testimony last week, and uh, Tyler did a great job with prayer the week before. And I've realized that this is kind of a participatory series. Uh, we've had a lot of, of participation, which is a good thing. It, you know, it's not, it's not necessary that I just get up there and, and, you know, give you a sermon each week. This is actually kind of the heart of community, right, is that we all are part of it. We all share. And so tonight what we're going to do, we had a prayer night, and we had a testimony tonight, uh, last, last week, and tonight we're going to do an encouragement night. So uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, you Maybe you feel a little bit of dread right now. I don't know. But I'm excited about it because uh, this is one of the hearts of what the church does for each other is they edify each other. They lift each other up. So I'm going to um, turn it over to Aaron and Tyler, and they're going to lead us in worship. And then after that, I'm just going to talk a little bit about encouragement and what that looks like, what that will look like for us to do. And uh, hey, baby. And then, um, and then I'm going to uh, do a prayer. And that prayer is just going to invite Jesus to be present with us and that he would speak the words he has to speak to each one of us tonight. And uh, it's, it's a cool experience. It's something I've done many times before, but I'll talk about it a little more later. But um, I'm excited for it because uh, this is the way, one significant way in which we build each other up. And that's important. That's really important. In fact, it's what's, what the church is called to do. Scripturally, we're called to encourage each other. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight, and then we'll, we'll actually do the work. Um, and just so you know, I am totally comfortable with silence. I'm unfazed. I've done this with youth groups. I've done it with leader teams. I've done it with all kinds of different people. And uh, I'll try and keep it short tonight. We won't do the 10-hour special like Tyler was a part of one time, like Monique was a part of one time. Uh, we did a 10-hour encouragement session where every person had to go around the room and share about every other single person. It was intense. It was intense. Okay? So we're going to do that tonight. Uh, we're, I'm not going to make you encourage everyone. I, I promise. I won't do that tonight. But I, it will be a stretch, I'm sure, and it will be good. Uh, but let me open in a prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the chance to be here in your presence tonight. We thank you for everyone around this room, God. I thank you uh, that they are part of your body, that uh, in you, our head, we are being built up being built up together into one body, both this community of Wellspring Church and all the churches who serve your name around this entire world, Lord. We are built as one body, growing up into the head that we might reach full maturity, attain the measure of Christ. Lord, would you do that tonight? Would you be present? Would you be here? Would your Holy Spirit change our hearts tonight as we worship you and as we go out of our way to do a lost art the art of encouragement. Lord, it's so easy in this day and age to, to tear down, to deconstruct, to rip apart. And there, I won't deny there is a time for that, as there is a season for everything and all things, Lord. Uh, but the church is called primarily to be about edifying, about building up, about planting, about having deep roots. So I pray we would all commit to doing that for each other tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate that, man. That was really, really good. Thanks, dude. I'm going to close this up here. We can circle up and see each other. Um, I'm just going to take a few minutes and talk before we start this uh, to just kind of explain what we're doing. And a little bit of, you know, I, I'm never far from Scripture, so I want to tie it to something uh, here. And so we're going to talk about Ephesians 4 a little bit. Uh, Ephesians 4 is one of the great chapters of the New Testament. I mean, uh, the whole Bible, you know I love the whole Bible. It's all good. But Ephesians 4 is one of my favorite chapters in the New Testament. Um, and, of course, it's the great unity passage, right? The great unity of the Spirit. It's after the first three chapters where Paul's told all the glory of what Jesus has done, the fact that the dividing wall has been torn down, that the Spirit is given as a guarantee, that all the great truths of the New Testament have come to pass, right? These promises were long awaited, and they've come to pass. And then you get to chapter 4, and he says, Therefore, therefore, Right? Be diligent to keep the unity of the Spirit. He talks about the things that unite us, that we are under one Lord, one baptism, right? one faith, all these realities, one God and Father of all who is in all and, and through all and is all. Right? He says all these wonderful things. And after that, he goes on to a very uh, iconic passage about putting on the new self. Right? Remove the old self. The old self is gone. And a new self exists. And it's right after that that we realize, okay, we've had a new self. And, and if we're putting off this old self and we put on a new self, what is that look like? What, what, what is life like as a new self? And in chapter 4, at the end of chapter 4, Paul's talking about that. He's talking about what that life looks like. And so it's kind of almost a, a grab bag of verses that are on a host of different things. And he's talking about what that life looks like. And here in Ephesians 4, we have it here, right? This is verse 25. Now, this is the Christian life, what a Christian looks like, what they act like. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you, with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. And give the devil a foothold. He who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor, performing with his own hands what is good, so that he will have something to share with the one who is in need. Goes on. Here's where we're focused on verse 29. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification, according to the need of the moment so that it will give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other just as God in Christ has forgiven you. And verse 29, what it's talking about there is how we speak to one another. This is, this is about the Christian community. How did he start? He started by saying we are members of one another, right? We're not members of one another with the world. We're members of one another with the body. So everything he's saying here, it's true. This is the way you want to live. But in a unique way, it's true about 
the church. We're meant to have words for each other that build each other up that are for edification. Edification just means to be built up. We're meant to have words that are kind. We're meant to forgive each other. We're meant to be tender-hearted to one another. That's what the church is called to. And so in, in light of that, uh, what we're about to do tonight is kind of uh, an exercise in that. And I honestly, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to assume for this moment that I came up with this. I might not have. Someone else might have come up with it, and I might have just, like, taken it. But this exercise is something I've done, like I said, many times. And uh, I've just, it's something that I've found to be very beneficial to people. i found that it really touches their hearts. So um, we're going to try it. And uh, I've done it with youth groups, like I said, and this is a lot bigger size than this. You know, I've done it with, like, 50 people. Um, which is hard, obviously, there's a lot of people, but it's, it's, it's good. And it's good because, like I said, it's a lost art. This is a lost art. Our society craves to tear down, right? Like, I mean, that's like the heart of social media, right? <laughs> we created social media so we could anonymously destroy each other. Encouragement is not a thing that we traffic in anymore, and there's a lot of reasons for that, I think, societally. But one of the most important for Christians that we need to recognize and address is we're just not comfortable speaking good over each other anymore. Because it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen anymore. We're always worried about, you know, ulterior motives, and we're worried about all these things. So guess what? I'm giving you full permission to speak good over each other tonight. And you don't have to do it offhandedly like, yeah, I guess that was cool. Like, you can actually be legitimate and sincere and genuine in speaking good for one another. And that's what this is an exercise in. So what we're going to do tonight, like I said, I've done it many different ways, but what we're going to do is I'm going to pray. I don't know, you could call it a mystical prayer. I don't know what a contemplative, whatever you want to call it, but it's inviting Jesus to speak to us the words that he has to speak for one another. Okay, because this is not just about us encouraging each other. Actually, it's about God encouraging us, right? It's, it's both and. We're, we do it and God does it. And so if we follow the trajectory of this series thus far, we went through prayer, which is us relating to God. We went to testimony, which is us relating to one another what God has done for us, who he is to us. And now encouragement is relating to one another. It's seeing the good. It's calling out the good in each other. And that's why it's so significant. Like Aaron was saying about grace. Like we just, we are so blessed to have the grace of God upon us. What we forget is that oftentimes the grace of God comes through another person. That actually the words of another person can be the grace of God upon us. And that's what tonight is for. Okay? So my plan is the way this is going to work is I'm going to open up. I'm not going to do it very structured. I have done it very structured before where it's like, hey, we're all going to speak to Aaron. And we go around. I'm not going to do that tonight. We're going to do popcorn style, whatever you want to call it. We're, gonna, we're just going to open it up and I'm going to let it go. Like I said, very comfortable with silence. Done this many times. I am the least uh, swayed or flapped by things. Uh, so you can expect that we'll sit here for a while until people talk. So if we got to sit for an hour and a half, we'll do it. The reality is that this is an exercise. The point of this is, 
methodology. The point of this is not that we get to say the right, perfect things to each other. The point of it is that we learn to speak good to each other. That's the point. And that's why it's important to me to do it. So I, like I said, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to just open it up and, uh, and speak to one another. And then probably at the end, Mo and the kids will come back in because I want them to get a chance to be encouraged too and uh, to encourage you guys. So um, if you see me on my phone at any point, I'm texting Mo to come in. Uh, but this is what we're going to do tonight. And I, like I said, from the very beginning, I've been very excited about this because this uh, can be very meaningful. And so the, the goal is you have someone to say, you call them out by name, right? You say their name. And uh, the other art piece is learning how to receive encouragement. So if you can, I'm not saying it's not hard, look at the other person, eye contact, receive what they say. A thank you is always nice. It's a good thing. It's a good thing because I, I, maybe it sounds like I'm making light of it. I'm actually not because it is one of the deepest realities of living Christian life together is to build up the heart of another person. Encourage means to give heart, right? Remember when Jesus says, take heart, my daughter. You remember him saying that in the Gospels? Take heart, my daughter. That's what encourage means. Take heart. And what we're doing is life-giving, right? Like James talks about, <laughs> blessing and cursing shouldn't come out of the same fountain. We've got to learn to do the work of blessing, okay? So that's my plan for this evening. I'm going to go ahead and open it, open it up. And uh, I'm a watcher. I'm going to make sure you all get encouraged. Don't worry. Uh, but it's up to you. My hope is it's up to you to try, go out of your way to encourage someone tonight. Okay? I'm going to pray. Jesus, we thank you that you are a high priest. We thank you that you are acquainted with our struggles and our sufferings. We thank you that you are acquainted with misery and grief, and we're grateful that you are the God of joy, of, rejoice, of rejoicing and of reward and of good things. And so I pray tonight that, Jesus, you would be here in our midst and that you would speak even now by the power of your Spirit to each one of our hearts to come up with things to say to one another. Lord, would you bring to mind the things that we love about one another? Would you bring to mind the things that we see in each other that we would like to call out and build up in them so that we might tell people this is a good thing. This is a unique thing about you. This is a holy thing about you. And Lord, not only would you bring to mind the things that we have to say to one another, would you also even now give us your words the words that you want to speak to each one of us. Would you give us the words to bless Aaron? Give us the words to bless Jana. Give us the words to bless Hannah. Give us the words to bless Glenn. Give us the words to bless Shirley. Give us the words to bless Shireen. Give us the words to bless Megan. Give us the words to bless Janice. Give us the words to bless Jerry. Give us the words to bless Gary. Give us the words to bless Tyler. Give us the words to bless Monique. Give us the words to bless Gwen. Give us the words to bless Eli. Give us the words to bless Sophia. I thank you for each person around this room. I pray blessing upon them, and would you open our hearts and our ears to hear from you in these next moments. 
Would these words not just be something that we hear and say thank you and then forget about? Would they be soul-defining? Would they be heart-opening? And would they resonate in us so that as we walk away tonight, we would truly feel built up and that the church will have accomplished its goal of growing up as the body together? In Jesus' precious name we pray. Spirit, be upon your people tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.